Hey, I'm Sammy. And I'm Stavros. Welcome to Nibble. Nibble a tiny hot and nuggets. Good morning, Phil. Welcome. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Very good. Very, very good. I'm very excited to speak to you. This is actually uh, my first interview uh, under the data science, marketing, and entrepreneurship uh, categories. Let's just get right into it and uh, and go ahead and uh, and discuss a little bit about about you, who you are, and uh, you know what what keeps you busy these days. Okay, so. I'll start where they are now. So I started, I graduated engineering um, with a uh, double minor in entrepreneurship and, uh, and management. And uh, my dream was always to have, uh, to be an entrepreneur so, or, or to start my own company. So after that, I worked, uh, I worked six years. Well, during my, 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 my engineering, I also worked as a, as a consultant for my internship. So to two years for business consulting. And then when I graduated, I opened up my, my own company and worked as an independent consultant for six years. But most of my, most of my contracts came from the, the same, same person. So there was a bit of sales and I, I learned, you know, sales, managing my time. And I didn't have a salary. So it was all project oriented. And I like that. I like the, the fact that the more you work, the more you get. Um, I actually quit that job to work at ABB for for six months, but I really didn't like it, so I went back to uh, to um, being a consultant. Um, then I didn't know anything about finance, so I decided to do a master's in finance for some reason, and I did. <laughs> so I did a uh, combined MBA and master's in finance, and um, after which I had saved up uh, saved up quite a bit of money because of the consulting job. So. Uh, three months after I finished my MBA, I quit my uh, consulting job and started my company. So that lasted about three years. And it was a company in data analytics when smartwatches had just started. And it was all about smartwatches. So it would just track your, it would find your biological rhythm, which is your circadian clock using, using data analytics. And then, well, uh, it didn't work quite as well because entrepreneurship is really hard. And um, my company failed after three years, but I learned a lot. It was the most valuable experience in my life. And I, uh, after which I decided, okay, it's time to rebrand myself. So I went into uh, investment banking. I moved to Toronto. I worked one year in investment banking. I really didn't like it. Oh, investment banking is not for me. And uh, I came back to, uh, to Montreal and uh, I decided to rebrand myself once more. So I studied, I think I did 16 or 17 uh, nano degrees, certificates, whatever you want to call it online about data science and programming. We worked for a startup for two, three years. And uh, after that, I decided it's time to join the big boys in data science. So I, uh, I quit that startup. I had enough experience and I joined uh, Ubisoft as a uh, data scientist for uh, in marketing so that's pretty much my journey honestly i started to believe that willpower is the strongest force in the universe so that's that's what i believe and i believe that if you put your mind to it there's nothing that's that can stop you
So when I wanted to become a programmer, I just told myself, you know what, I'm going to do these degrees and I'm going to become a programmer. When I wanted to work in investment banking, I, after three years of entrepreneurship, no experience in investment banking, I, I ended up with a buy side job, not as an entry level investment banker, but as an associate right off the bat, just because I was able to, you know, I had the willpower to do anything to get that job. And so, yeah, willpower, you need willpower. That's all you need. So now you're, you're kind of in the field of, of data science and we all know that there's, you know, buzzwords being thrown around all the time. What, what does it mean to you uh, in your job today? Can you just explain in your own words what data science means to you and how, you know, how is it important in, in business or to businesses? Um, what does data science mean to me? It means uh, three things. First, you need to understand the data that you're working with. Uh, so that's the first thing. So data science, the biggest portion of it, like people misunderstand that, but you, 90% of data science is understanding the data that you work with. Because you can't just, if you if you put a model on it, it, it really doesn't matter. Like most people are looking at efficiency of models and I don't know what, at the end, any model that you use, there's going to be like a very small variation in the type of results that you're going to get from that model because they all do the same thing right so you have to understand the data that you're working with so that's why you have data scientists that are specialized in finance or data spe specialized in marketing or um so that's one thing um so if you're talking to aspiring data scientists i would tell them you know like like for instance for my example I wasn't a data scientist, but I understood business. I understood selling, and I understood different things. So, uh, when I'm when I'm doing some some data science models, then I I know what I want to see, and I use the models to kind of tell me, okay, am I right or am I wrong? So that's the first thing: understand data. The second the second component is you gotta understand where the data comes from, and where it's going. And what I mean by that is, uh, depending on where the data is stored or how it's collected, there might be errors in the data. So you have to understand this, this pipeline. So that's called data engineering. Uh, and that, I mean, it doesn't, I'll give you a small example of this. So we have in um, Ubisoft, we have data coming from the player and it's stored in different places you know there's there's some so stored in salesforce cloud and some stored in our in our database so at any given time if you take the numbers in salesforce they'll be different than in our cloud so there's always mistakes between the two and sometimes it can be a really big mistakes you want live data you know you want to see who opened the email now or what player did what now so you can have big discrepancies and if you if you use big like these models your data has to be precise so you have to understand the errors you have to understand the pipeline and the third thing you have to know how to communicate because and they'll show you a slide with so much text on that you don't even want to listen to them and at the end of the day a data scientist is there to communicate insights that come from data so you can be the worst data science yeah i admitted the insults you can be the worst data scientist <laughs> and um 
still communicate properly and you will have a better job than a data science, uh, the best data scientist who knows everything about machine learning and doesn't know how to communicate. Let's say that, I mean, clearly data is so important to, to your job and probably to most people's jobs when they're working in these fields. What are some kind of some, what are some ways that they can teach themselves? You yourself taught. So what are some, some ways that they can teach themselves? Yeah, I mean, I, I can give them tools to use, but I used, I used these tools incrementally. You know, when, they, when, when I interviewed for Ubisoft, they told me you have to know Excel really, uh, you have to know SQL, sorry, SQL really well. And at first when I joined, they had these massive queries, you know, like a thousand lines to get one query. And I'm talking one query is just, you know, one number. And sometimes when you're, when you're doing data science, you need a lot of numbers. So you need a lot of these queries. And it seems very, very daunting to look at, look at that and be like, oh, okay, I got to learn SQL. So no, don't learn SQL, learn to understand data. You have to look at data exactly like a, a business case. Where does the data come from? What are the possible errors that, that are from the data? It's really important. I mean, we see it all the time in classes, like just intro to stats where students just go through the, the models, but then at the end, they don't have, they have no idea. They go through the steps, but then they, they never ask themselves a simple question of, of what am I doing? What does this actually mean? Right. Um, it's something that we try to teach them, but it's, you know, I think coming from you, somebody who's in the industry who understands how things work and how they're used, it's a lot more value. And uh, what what does your typical day look like when you're working? So I am a uh, my actual role is senior data analyst for uh, yeah, for Ubisoft. So what I do is uh, my day to day is what I do get is. Uh, we'll get something called tickets. So we get tickets from, from upper management and they tell me, okay, I need to analyze this email campaign. I need to analyze this, uh, this IGN campaign. IGN is one of the channels, but whatever, let's, let's keep it to email. I need to analyze this email campaign, see how we did. Uh, what, can, what can you tell me about this, this email campaign? So, uh, so that's, that's a typical uh, work day. I know that you're also a very, you know, you, you, push, you push yourself uh both mentally and, and physically, uh, it's part of who you are. Can you tell us maybe also a little bit about that, about your, your, the lifestyle that you've chosen to, to stay kind of stay mentally uh, and physically fit? I think that's an important part of your life. So I always have physical goals, always, always, always. Uh, and I always have mental goals. So my physical goals, I mean, I will always walk more than 15,000 steps a day because I walk my dog, you know, an hour in the morning and an hour at night. And then I, I, I also walk a bit during the day. So I think is really important. So there's that. I really like uh, being very, very fit. So right now I'm, uh, I, I'm always doing one sport and I'm, I'm trying to compete at it. So I, I did, uh, right now I do jujitsu. And um, my goal was to get a medal before I was 35. I actually got one last week, but I'm, I'm still 35, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I always challenge myself mentally and physically. And mentally, I try to read as much as possible. So I try to read or learn different skills. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to invest. 
and uh, I always have a skill in the pipeline, you know, and, and I always try to build towards that skill in many different ways. And I've tried different techniques, reading, audiobooks, uh, just learning online. So I, I got used to, uh, to learning and challenging myself. You're always, you're always very inspirational on that front. And, uh, it's, uh, again, I hope that, that people realize how important it is, uh, you know, not just one aspect, but to try to get it to balance. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not easy, but, but, but even somebody as busy as you is able to, to schedule the time and make it happen. So it's called the flat tire theory. So if tomorrow you wake up and you have a flat tire, what do you do? You just leave it there. <laughs> so if you're not too busy to fix that flat tire, you're not too busy to schedule the most important critical things. So if you say you're too busy, you're too busy. Well, there's, there's remember that flat tire theory because you always have time to repair a flat tire. You're right. And that's not the most critical thing. You're right. When you have a hypothesis for that you're trying to test in your data set, like let's look at think of it more from a, a business statistics perspective. Most of the time you'll have a target group and a control group. So within that, that target group, the people that you send the email to, you want to see, okay, is there a lift? So the lift is the change in behavior between that target group and the control group. So what do you do to measure that? So that's, that's, that's your question. So well, um, first thing, I mean, just having two groups is a, is a start. Yeah. Right? So I mean, you, so you, so you do, in order to test your hypothesis, you literally will be sending different versions of a message to two different groups. Yeah. Or more, whatever. But I mean, in, in, that. You, so you have a control group and you have, you have two groups to begin with, which is, which is very important. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. But there's several aspects, you know, when, uh, when Ubisoft has billions of players that they send emails to. So, so not only do they have a target group and a control group, they also have version A and version B. So version C, version like within the version A, you have multiple links that you can click and, and we're tracking all of that. So, so we can see who clicked what link and then compare it to the target group. Is this link more popular than this link? And we can track that. So at the end, you have all these, these stats and uh, like my Excel sheets, it's like uh, the Excel sheet that I do are, are just enormous. But, yeah, and we'll be able to, to measure lift on all these things. So yes, we do have a control group and a target group. We also do some A-B testing. And uh, I, the most important thing that we're doing and working on right now, actually one of my special projects, is making sure that your control group is representative of your target group. So that's where we'll use hypothesis testing because sometimes it's not. And it's not... Because of you, because you're in a big company, you don't control your your control group, right? It's sent to us by the people that designed the email campaign, so you you can't affect it. And then sometimes it's not valid, and sometimes it's not valid for different segmentations. Um, meaning, let's say I send my email to to 50 to to 5 million players but then i want to segment these players into players that are active and inactive well the control group has been done before you make that segmentation so it might not be valid for each of these segments 
So you have to know if it's if if you're if you can first you can like you have to know do I have a basis of comparison? You know, is my control group valid for each of these segments? So you have to check that. So that's where hypothesis testing comes from. You know, the the tail test and and whatever you whatever the the the, the business business students love. So that's where you're gonna do your. I think we're doing a t test, uh, one sided t test, or uh, Maybe it's two-sided. Honestly, I'm not good in stats, which is bad because I'm a data analyst. But like you said, that's 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 you have something, you have to stop running it, and you have to understand the results and what they mean. Yeah. Well, yes. I'm actually supposed to rewrite that process also. So I have to figure out a way to tell my boss that I'm not good in stats. <laughs> but no, but you I'll I'll eventually are- figure it out. But I, I think, but exactly, I think you're being a bit, a bit too modest there. Like, I'm sure that you'll figure out the basics. And, and that's yeah. the thing. I think that, that, that students, I find that there is this fundamental fear of numbers for some reason. And that's, I mean, I know that you're not, you're not scared of it, but I find that uh, a lot of times we encounter people that are just afraid to touch stats or touch numbers. So the human brain grows the fastest uh, around, I think, four years old when you're, when, when kids ask why, so they ask why, I think they calculate like 400 times, a, 400 times a day, they'll ask you why, 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 why? And that's where the brain grows the fastest. So I, I learned that and, was, and for me it was, okay, well, then all I have to do for my brain to grow, let's my brain to grow is to ask why. So why, just ask questions. My, my, my boss is actually, I ask them a ton of questions. And if I can't find the answer, I'll ask questions to the internet. And I'll just keep asking questions until I find, you know, it's not about being discouraged or it's just, if you don't know, it's not because you're stupid, it's just because you didn't ask. So if students want to learn more about, about kind of that analytics and marketing in the real world while they're still at school, do you, what, what are some things that they can, they can do today to start uh, exploring this field to better prepare themselves for the job market. So the first thing I did when I wanted to become a data scientist was exactly that, you know, how am I going to learn? So I went, I went and I did everything that I was not supposed to do. So I went on YouTube and I listened to the guys, Oh, what should I do? And they're like, you should do projects, but I didn't want to do projects because it's scary. So then I go on the internet and I read articles and uh, how do you get good at data science? How do you get a job in data science? How do I get better? They're like, you do projects. <laughs> and then I didn't want to do projects because I didn't know how, and I barely knew how to code. And I didn't even know what SQL was or let alone, I, I don't even know how to make a pivot table. Still now, I don't know how to make a pivot table or use Tableau, you know, the basic tools that, uh, that a, da- a data scientist has. So, so then I started asking people, in the industry. So how do you like, how do you, how do you get a job in data science? Like you do projects. So I guess my answer to your students is do whatever you want, but like, I didn't listen to them. You know, I I said in the beginning, I did 16 nano degrees. They were all useless. You have to do projects. (laughs) 
so that's that's my but they're still gonna do these data science courses because they're easy you know not that they're easy but you feel a sense of progression whereas if you do a project you don't know where to benchmark it you don't know where you're gonna get your answers you don't know how you're gonna get your answers and yeah so yeah i'm not even gonna answer that question because they're gonna do whatever they want at the end you're gonna have people that discourage themselves and people that don't that's that's what's going to be left is because eventually they'll be forced to make a project my first project my first real data science project i i worked so much for that so my first real data science project i hadn't done a project i've, I've done all these data science uh, courses and then ubisoft they gave me 10 interviews 10 then eighth interview they gave me a case and they're like show me your machine learning skills <laughs> and i was like what what do you mean machine learning skills like we want you to build a machine learning model oh yeah and you have five days i'm like what so um i had five days to do my project <laughs> there you go <laughs> do projects yeah, do projects. So I did it and uh, it really wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard. My trick for projects is just take whatever you want to do. Take your business question. Someone has done it online. Replicate what they've done. Just replicate what they've done with your data. It's going to be a bit different, but it's going to be a very much similar and you'll be able to see that. So that's my... just. Yeah, go online, find a project that you like, apply it to your data. But really start from the business question. Someone has done that for sure, especially if you're in marketing or, or in finance or if it's not new. Yeah, if you're in healthcare, it's different, you know, but you know, they're not in healthcare. So that pretty much wraps up kind of the basic discussion that we want to have. But there was one last kind of point that relates to this that brings everything together and brings everything back to that your, your statement of, of new projects. That's really what we're trying to do, right? With our with our, our audience is just kind of encourage them to actually go out there and get their hands dirty. I would say start with something that you're passionate about because uh, you're going to spend a lot of time looking at numbers. And if you're not passionate about or you don't want to learn anything, the questions are not going to come naturally. I was looking for something achievable and easy. So that's, that's what I was trying to look for. And I was trying to achieve the most and a lot of easy things. And as, as you progress, you know, the harder things become easier. I, 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 picked, I picked the lowest hanging fruit all the time. So if, if you're good with Excel, pick, pick an Excel workshop where you get better. You know, there, there's data science for Excel. If you know a bit of SQL, take data science for SQL. If you know, I knew Python a bit. So I actually knew Java. So I started with a, a nano degree that was AI for Python on the Udacity. And I really liked it. And I really, really liked it. So I did that. And then I, I tried to do, it has, it has three projects in it where you do a bit of uh, AI with Python. But yeah, my, my suggestion is pick the lowest hanging fruit because it's not about, if you're doing data science, you're going to be learning for the next 10, 20 years. So just, Pick whatever you can achieve and do it. So my, my resources would be, I'll, I'll give a few resources. 
like concrete resources that I've used. So Udacity, uh, Udacity, Coursera, um, Kaggle, I've used it a few times. Um, what are, what are the, EDX, EDX University, I think. That's uh, Microsoft's university. So they have, actually Microsoft University is where I would start because they have very simple courses. I did, um, there's also Microsoft Cloud. So I did an Azure certification as well. So uh, that, that's actually important to understand the cloud and how data is stored. So you can do that. There's, um, and in data science, nobody will tell you use Python. Yeah. You know, that's written in the word description in the, in the, in the CV description or use Tableau or use within our team, within our team where we're, we're three or four data scientists. They hired me, but well, I don't know why they hired me. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they hired me because I was better in Python than, uh, than my boss. And she needed to automate a few things. So, and my boss is better in, in SQL and she's better in statistics. And then uh, my, my peer, she's better at, um, she's better at, you know, she's better with, a lot of statistics and she's better at Tableau. So we have very complementary skills. Oh, they don't care. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Phil. Really, thank you so much. Really, yeah. Uh... Now you're welcome.